You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. Welcome back to the Ratchet Ramblings Podcast presented to you by Flawless Noises Media. I am one of your hosts, Jeremy. I go by Black Dante on Twitter. That's all you really need to know. And I am joined by... What up, y'all? Curtis is in the building, a.k.a. Trillificent on all social media, a.k.a. apparently a menace, although I object. Mm. I object. (laughs) Okay? Okay, (laughs) Jackie Christie. Everybody had moments during the last compilation, and I'm going to leave it at that. Mm. But <laughs> some more than others. Shut up, fool. <laughs> this week you got just the two of us because our lovely co-host Candace is on Pod PTO, which I encourage from time to time. Jeremy, you probably overdue for some Pod PTO. Uh, I don't think you've missed a, an episode of Ratchet Ramblings yet. Not since we started the show. No. <laughs> don't you hate slavery? No. <laughs> 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 that's why we call you a minister <laughs> shut up fool <laughs> but no so it's just the two of us but we, we're we going to work extra hard to still give y'all a dynamic show i know y'all probably missing candace's voice because it is so shooky smooth mm-hmm. and her flawless reads that come out of nowhere but we're gonna do our best okay yes. so yes. before we get into things quick announcements we're gonna try this out I don't know if it'll work or not, and I don't know if any of y'all will use it. I hope you do, but I've been trying to find a solution to the suggestion that we got about having some type of listener line for you guys to call in, chime in. Um, My first inclination was to do a Google Voice number, but that's proven to be challenging for the time being for reasons. So we're going to try to let Anchor do it for us. Now, there are some stipulations you may have heard the ad a while ago for the anchor voice messages. The anchor is what we use to distribute this podcast and all of the podcasts on flawless noises. And it has a voice message feature built into it. The cutoff time, I believe is a minute. I guess they're supposed to be a little quick. You're doing a great job type of thing, mm-hmm. but <laughs> you're doing amazing, sweetie. Basically like I'm sure they, don't expect people to use it for more than 10 seconds just to say they love it or they hate it, I guess. I don't know. But if you have something that you want to get off your chest, you need to be concise, clearly, because you only have a minute. But you can do that and send it to us, and we may even throw it in somewhere during the show. So if you go to anchor.fm slash ratchet rambling, sorry, let me try that one more again. Anchor dot fm slash ratchet ramblings slash message and it should pop up and let you do it you i think you can do it on your phone's browser not a hundred percent sure you can even go old school like if y'all want to record a voice note or something on your phone listen because everybody's phone if you got a smartphone your phone should have some type of app that lets you do like a voice memo or something and record yourself you can do that and you can email it to us at ratchetramblings at gmail.com if you just want to get something off your chest. So 
one of those methods if you want to send your stuff in send it to us and who knows if we get enough people doing it we may include it in the show or maybe we'll have like a special bonus episode where we compile all of them together and we have a a ratcheteer ratcheteer revolution (laughs) right a ratcheteer selection of shade episode so Mm -hmm. keep that all in mind because i know some of y'all i know Mm. some of y'all be and that's just the stuff that we see. I know a lot of y'all be saying it and, and, and don't tweet about it or anything like that. So we don't even know. But I can just imagine if you listen to this show, you probably be bubbling over when some bullshit be going on. Mm-hmm. Um, The other thing, or I guess two more things. Jeremy, <laughs> his candid close up video is up on Patreon. <laughs> so if you are a subscriber to our Patreon at the $5 level, is it the $5 or the $10? Uh, I'm not 100 percent sure. Anyway, one I'll, I think it's the ten. I think it's the ten dollar level. You can see Jeremy answer some questions, get to know him a little bit better. He definitely looked like Jamie Kennedy from Malibu's <laughs> Most Wanted, nigga. But <laughs> I hate you. and he definitely looked like the <laughs> the Android side of them Android versus iPhone jokes. But you can see him. And answering questions and that'll be cool so and it helps support the network so sign up on the patreon you'll get that Bree has done one mike and candace have done one yeah and you know i'm gonna chase after bianca and will to do theirs and our newcomer to the network i'll get him to do his so you know that way you can see that and we'll see what what's what with that just something fun for the patreon and then last but not least you still got about a week or two to enter the summer giveaway that we're doing so all you have to do is go to apple podcasts leave a five-star review it has to be a review because the ratings are anonymous leave a five-star review and you will be entered and we'll select names on September 2nd, get in touch with people and then we'll announce it on the show. So you still got a little bit of time. Do that helps us out. And we will in turn give you all a free shirt and help you out. You know, something, something ratcheteer on your, on your, on your back. Mm-hmm. So win, 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 win. Everybody wins. Yes. So let's get started because we have a lot of shows to cover this week. Um, Beyond the Pole. So this is season one, episode three. Let me make myself clear. So first and foremost, let me apologize because I was not expecting to cover this. So we got to go by my memory and my memory. I don't know her very well. so i'm gonna try to hit all of the major points of what i remember that happened so let's start with ling ling who is the asian girl i don't remember if they said what which nationality she is and ethnicity um but remember on the last episode she was talking to the producer about not being on the show possibly because she homeless or she'll step away from homeless and it's a real bad situation and the producer is like, girl, we, we, we rooting for you. Like, we're going to try to do everything we can. We want you on the show, mm-hmm. et cetera, set up et cetera. A Well, she mm. looked like she was, they were, you know, ready to do any and everything other than, you know, 
give her a place to stay. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's a good little girl, but uh Right. But a little bit later in the episode she meets up with Life Jennings, who she's friends with. They're not very clear on the actual dynamics of that relationship because if I'm not mistaken, Ling Ling is pretty young. Yeah. So I think she's one of the youngest on the case. I wanna say she's only like twenty two. So immediately I'm just thinking, how are y'all friends and have been friends for a while? What's the, you know what I mean? I don't know. She said something kind of weird and I was like, okay, so is it like a friendship or is it like, I've seen your dick ship? You know what I'm saying? Mm, I've seen. Yeah. Cause I mean, this is life. So, you know, uh, hmm. I mean, you never know. I mean, I'm not judging. I'm just saying it, it sounded a little fishy, but. I mean, yeah. if you got a friend that you've boinked that happens to be a quote-unquote celebrity, okay. Like, who going to judge you? Because trust well, and believe, if I was a celebrity, if I had some friends that were also celebrities, that, <laughs> or if I wasn't a celebrity, if I had a celebrity friend that, you know, we felt each other, I'm going to fuck on them. Like, it is what it is. We grown. Everybody grown. Hopefully you were grown when it happened. Shit. Ooh. Right, <laughs> right. Uh, allegedly, because we don't know. If have... <laughs> yeah, I, was, mm. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> we don't want to get sued. <laughs> Listen, because I ain't got no money. Um, yeah, well, I mean, life. Well, never mind. Go here. Never mind. Indeed. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> so he's basically like on some. I don't believe in bailing people out when they going through the struggles that God has planned for them. But I'm gonna bail you out. <laughs> basically, like I'm gonna bail you out, but I'm not gonna call it a bailout. So his idea is basically for her to hire her to house sit because he has a house that's under construction that's supposed to be done in a month. So basically, she's supposed to house sit. He'll pay her for that. And then when he's ready to move in, because he made it seem like he's not going to actually move into the house that he had. He's having constructed for a while. He's still on the go. And I'm curious about what he's on the go doing, because from what I understand you have been in and out of jail your whole career and even before your career. So yeah, we got introduced to you, your career coming out of jail coming. Your whole first album was your inmate number. If I'm not mistaken, literally. Yeah. So it just, I just had some questions about the comings and the goings because you tend to stay in some type of legal trouble. Right. But you know, whatever, go off. I mean, like, it damn sure ain't for performing. Never let, let mind. Let me, let I mean, me I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe he's still out there talking about them hustling days mm. and your SEX. I don't know. Mm. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. You know, I'm not. I don't, does life have high? Never mind. Let's just move on. He might. He. I don't know. What are they going to call? What they call? Jail bars? I don't know. Cemetery? I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. Death. Mm. I don't know. Remind <laughs> um, me that time he proposed to Carly and she fell out deep. <laughs> Why would you? Pro- anyway, wrong Fair show. Mm. We we speak not the bitches who must not be named. <laughs> 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 they have no power here. They shall not pass. <laughs> Fly you fools. <laughs> Well done, Curtis. Well done. <laughs> but yeah, so life is like 
babysit my house or house sit for me and, and I'll pay you. And then when I'm ready to move in, I'm going to turn my house that I have now into an Airbnb and you can manage that. And that way, you know, it's not me giving you a handout. It's you got to work for it. And I was like, okay, I mean, this is still a handout because, you know, because her current situation, like she don't have the money for the rent and they hounded her about it, which I mean, understandable. She make it seem like they wrong for asking her for the rent money. But it's like, I mean, girl, I mean, listen, I I hate paying rent the same way as the next person. But girl, you got to pay it. Yeah. (laughs) They want their money. We all agreed to pay the rent. Yeah, that's what we signed the lease for to Even pay if the they rent. I mean, trash to you because it seemed like that's probably part of it too. But you know, she definitely just don't have the money, so yeah. he's like, "I'm gonna write you a check and give you an advance." That way, you know, it'll help you with your current situation, but it's not me bailing you out. And I was like, "Oh, I mean, however you want to dress it, 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 this yeah. is still a bailout." <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, it's just it's not a temporary bailout because you have a plan to hopefully set her up where she's not going to struggle. But I'm going to be honest, and this could be shady. I don't have a lot of confidence in Ling Ling. (laughs) (laughs) I just don't. Uh, I feel like there's a strong possibility that she's going to fuck this opportunity up. Somehow, some way. Probably. I mean, we'll... You know, of course, we'll have to have to keep watching and wait for the developments. But uh, she don't seem like the sharpest tool in the shed. No, and that's no shade. I mean, you know, everybody can't I mean, be Einstein. Yeah, we all have our vices and hers is just not being bright. It's fine. Yeah. Um. Let's see what else. They all did a some type of radio interview or whatever. Labrie shows up late. Damn, they missed the whole interview. Girl, um, Dom was upset because she felt like Lily was taking over the interview and doing too much of the talking. Uh, let's see what else they talked about the whole thing with Stormy beforehand. Um, let's see, Dom, she has some type of organization that she helps with or she runs. I don't know. I don't. I don't pay attention because her story is weird to me, so it makes me side eye her. Like mm-hmm. I have a professional life and I make real good money because she made sure she told us that she make real good money, but I'm still stripping for some reason. And it doesn't seem like you stripping for the money It to me. And again, I could be wrong. We'll see what the season develop, how it develops. But it feels like you are stripping as an act of defiance to your father. Because you have literally no reason to be on the pole, but you on the pole, but you hiding it from everybody. Then you talking about, oh, my father's going to kill me. And I'm just like, then why are you doing it? If you know that you don't want to face the repercussions of people finding out that you on the pole, then why are you on the pole? Yeah, it definitely sounds like defiance. It, it just sounds real weird to me. So I don't know about that, but. She uh, is trying to help these kids. One of them just got out of jail or juvie or whatever. It's, everything is a hot mess. But anything, you know, anytime I see people on these shows trying to give back, I'm okay with that. I just hope it's genuine. Yeah. Let's see. So, Angel Cake, let's all remember. Let me do a little quick throwback. Last mm-hmm. week, episode two, 
Angel Cake showed up late to Stormy's Airbnb scampowerment dinner. (laughs) 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 Oh, ooh, I just had shade on, but this ain't the show for that. And, um, (laughs) I would not expect you to say that. (laughs) And, um, this was after Lili had already left and Ling Ling left. Mm -hmm. Um, and they started talking, and Angel Cake had a whole lot of greasy shit to say about Lili. Mm hmm. I ain't never liked her. I always had a bad vibe the first time I, I met her. She always felt like she was the smartest person in the room. She had just basically, suck, basically sucking the clit off of Stormy's pussy. Yes. So, what's the girl's name? Laney, I think. Laney tells Lily what was said because she hung back for whatever reason. And so after the radio interview, Angel Cake comes out to talk to Lily because she's like, oh, you know, I felt like a cold vibe from you. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, why, why she talk like she got peanut butter on her goddamn tongue? Listen, Mrs. Ed, I don't know what that is about. <laughs> I don't know what Girl. the delayed speech is about. I don't I don't know because it why? seems like you have some type of intelligence, although this whole situation, I'm, I don't know. I'm looking at Angel Cake kind of funny because she said what she said. We just talked about that. We confirmed. We can go back to episode two and watch what she said. She didn't have anything nice to say about Lily. Nope. But then when she got in Lily's face about it and Lily pressed her about it, she talking about, oh, I was trying to defend you. And, you know, I don't have a problem with women like you. Like, I look up or, I, you know, I admire women like you. But that ain't what you said, girl. But that ain't what you said to Stormy. You didn't say nothing about admiring the type of woman that Lily is, you know, standing up in what she believed and, and standing behind her words. You didn't say none of that to Stormy. You nope. were basically was like, yeah, that bitch trash. Fuck that bitch. But I'm here. So what's up? Mm-hmm. Like you said last week when we talked about it, strategy. Right. You was very, you was very strategic. And, and this and, week, I'm like, so what happened? Did you only do one plan? <laughs> because, right. Listen, Cobra <laughs> Commander, where's the rest of the goddamn <laughs> strategy? Because you got. I don't you got understand devils. how you saying something completely different to Lily in her face is going to benefit you because the odds of this coming out, if something happens and Laney basically will be like, that ain't what you say. Cause Laney was there. Or mm-hmm. if something goes on with stormy and stormy be like, that ain't what you were saying. What's going right. on? Angel cake. So either what, like you got, how did you, if you was going to be so confident in saying this about her behind her back, you had to have known that there's a possibility, a strong possibility. And obviously it happened that it would come back to bite. Yeah, and you have to face the music either way. And when you did, face, and when and when she pressed you, like you said, you you, girl, you flip, you flop more than magic card, girl. Listen, God damn, a whole coward. Like, is that just the theme amongst the reality shows lately? Like, and she Phoebe, we got all these cowards that got a lot of mouth, but be scared when somebody pressing them. Mm. Uh, let's see. So that was that. Um. Lainey does like a a new painting photo shoot thing and her and Lily talk and Lily was basically telling her like, you know, this shit with your mama girl, like 
that shit is weighing on you. You can't be, you can't let that define you or keep you from doing what you need to do. Like, I know that's your mama and everything, but girl. And so I was like, okay, well, that's nice. And uh, was there anything else that happened on me on the pole? Oh, Stormy meets with Labrie and Dom. And Dom was like, at first, because when she was talking to Lily at the beginning of the episode when they were at the strip club, she was basically kind of sort of defending Stormy. Like, I don't believe she's as malicious as she comes across. You know, some people's delivery is just real bad. But then when she had this meeting with Labrie and Stormy, Stormy was saying some things that had <laughs> that had Dom looking at her sideways. And she was like, this bitch delivery is fucking trash. <laughs> and I and was like, Ooh. So I wonder if that's going to be something that comes up with. Because I don't know if Dom told Lily that she was going to be meeting up with stormy not that she owes it to her but you know how this these type of things go on these shows right so i wonder if that's gonna be an issue where lily is like so just fuck loyalty huh Mm -hmm. or whatever the case may be or stormy will i don't know but stormy's like you know i I have some people that you know you should meet basically you know how stormy is is Mm. everything is just about what she can do what she can do what she can do and while I can appreciate your eagerness to want to help people, it still looks kind of funny because you're not even taking the time to really get to know these girls before you pushing them. You know what I'm saying? Like, it just seems weird to me. Like you're not having no real conversations with them. It's all about what you're doing with this and why you're not doing this. Well, I can get you in touch with somebody that can do this. I've coached 14 people to millionaire status. And it's like, okay, but I don't think you are coaching anybody to millionaire status without getting to know them on some type of level. And I don't know, like maybe we'll see something different later in the, in the season, but Stormy's attitude towards these girls is coming off real bad to me. Like even the ones that she likes, I still feel like there's a lot of judgment. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if that's judgment for them being on the pole or if she's decided they they that they're all in a place in their lives where they should not be on the pole, I don't know what Stormy's damage is, but it just there's something there. I don't know if it's judgment, but there's something there that's kind of off to me. I agree. Um, so we'll see. That was beyond the pole. So I think we're going to breeze through Black Incompton, and when I say breeze, Jeremy, I mean breeze. And that then we'll talk about Black Ink New York. Yeah. Ooh, nah, ooh. Which, the ghetto. The, the, the ghetto. But before, before we get to that ghetto, we have to go through the suburbs. So, well, kind of. Compton's nobody's suburb, but okay. <laughs> well, um, I'm, this is, like I say, very quick. Black Ink Crew, Compton, Season 1, Episode 2, Era of Hope. Um, first of all, let me say this. These, uh, listen, I'm going to say this. If someone gets offended, that's fine. But I'm so tired of hearing about Nipsey Hussle at this point. That nigga died. That nigga died. It's fucked up how he died. He ain't the first nor the last nigga to die from gun violence. 
Goddamn. Like, do y'all need a reason to milk this man's death any more than you already have? My God. Every every goddamn time you turn around, oh, Nip. Oh, that this happened to Nip. Oh, that man did. Well, to be fair, you have to remember that there's a delay on this. So what you watching is probably right when it happened. So you in real time, you know, you tired of it because we a couple of months or a few months away from it. But on the show, this would be them reacting to it at the time. Fair. Fair enough. But it all it depends on how they're doing it, too, because it can still be trash. I'm not going to say it's not trash because I haven't watched it yet. I didn't get a chance to get to it this week. But... um no, I'm like we're fair on Ratchet Ramblers, so I'll push back a little bit and say it's fine for you to be tired of it right now at this moment, but you know, just have to keep in mind that what we're watching is being filmed right when he passed. And that's, that's just being fair to to the people on the show for now cuz I'm sure they probably going to do something that will have me dragging them later. But <laughs> yeah, oh, they will. But uh, that's fair. Um, although to something that you said, um, the reason I kind of get annoyed with it, and it almost feels like, like you said, like how it can, be, how it can, it can be used. It comes off to me very BET ish, you know, because you know BET got dragged a little bit for using his death as basically an op- basically for optics and as an opportunity. Um, so it, I'm very wary whenever people refer to him, you know what I'm saying? I personally, I didn't, you know, have any real, you know, feelings one way or the other when he died, but you know, I can call a thing a thing. It's like how you use his death kind of matters and can turn people off. So that's more or less my caution with it. But, yeah, I get it. It's like, what energy are you invoking his name? Cause that makes right. a big difference. That, right. Um, but the overall gist of this episode is KP and and company uh, have returned from the meeting with the OGs in which it felt like a setup, which honestly it did because how you gonna have a meeting and it's like a hundred and five niggas, it's like the three hundred, and <laughs> it's like that scene of three hundred where it's only three hundred of them niggas. And it's like a million of the troops and shit. So I I get it. It definitely felt like a setup. But Kyla and KP's mom basically was like, nigga, you don't need these niggas permission to open up your shop. I understand being cautious because it's Compton and because of, you know, violence and shit like that. But also at the end of the day, and his his mama even said this, like, your blessings, your blessings don't come from the streets. Your blessings come from God. And I raised you to be a strong man and not to let others dictate your actions and stuff. So you have this dream. You want to, you know, revolutionize Compton as you as you claim. Put on your big boy pants and open up this shop. And if they got a problem, then you address it. You don't let you don't get shot. But, you know, just let them know what it is. And, you know, he takes that and he settles that in his spirit. And he was like, you know what? Y'all are absolutely right. You know, they if they mad, they're just going to have to be mad. But this shop is going to be my way of giving back to the community. It's going to be a safe space. So, hey, if they you know, it is what it is. 
which I appreciate it. I mean, cause come on for black women always having to get black men to, in gear and in action. Yeah, but hurry up so we can actually see the fucking shop. Like, what the fuck? That too. That too. That too as well. Um. So, Jesus. And I was talking with Curtis about this in the pregame. There are definitely some dynamics on this show that make that are reminiscent of other, either other people or other situations on the other Black Inks. For example, this shit with Lemire, who is KP's basically right hand, and his girlfriend Danielle. Um. Or was it Daphne? I th- it's either Danielle or Daphne. One or two. One of the listeners will correct me. But she is the crazy, insecure girlfriend because Lamia has cheated on her for 84 goddamn years. And my first initial reaction was, okay, so this is Donna Ashley all over again. Okay, cool. Um, Because Lamia hires a new girl to the shop, which I also want, to your point, Curtis, how are you hiring people to the, work at the shop and the shop ain't open yet? But whatever. Um... <laughs> Her name is Nisi, and she is Lemire's friend from Philly, and she is one of the few friends that that uh, his girlfriend does not know about. And she is upset and feels away because she, quote, does not want him hiding anything from her. You know, how you got a whole female friend and you ain't tell me about her, which I'm always, I'm always kind of... What's the word I'm looking for? Annoyed, I guess that's yeah, annoyed or it just is so off-putting to me that some that people do that like either you know male or female like yo yo like how you going to have friends and not invite and tell me about them? Well, because I didn't think I needed to tell you about everybody that I know. Now granted I get it, you you know insecure because like I say the nigga done cheated on you since the Lord said let they be light, but I don't know. This just always weird to me. It's always weird to me. It's like you have to know everybody that your significant other knows or it's a problem. Just, that just has always been weird to me. I Like I say, I get it because of the cheating, but also no, no, no. But anyway, they have a... I guess I don't even want to say company outing because the company ain't up yet. <laughs> they they go to the beach. They have an, an outing. They start playing games. They start uh, playing a game of truth. Um, everybody's having a good time. And then she shows up because she done tracked this nigga. She got a tracker on this nigga to let her know where he at all fucking times. And she rolls up. Uh, everybody is like, what the fuck is she doing here? He already know what time it is. He all is like, why are you even here? Chill out first of all he you could tell he a hood nigga he like offset calling his girlfriend ch- um telling her to chill out bro and you know all this that and the third and she is like where's the new bitch at i want to meet her and and nisa is just like what the f- who t- why my name is somebody mouth? i ain't do shit to nobody and she's like i don't like bitches who press up on taking men i don't like fake assholes and I thought Nisa showed a lot of restraint because <laughs> um, most women that I know, if some a stranger, danger-ass woman got her name in their mouth and they ain't did shit to nobody, 
And then you got the nerve to pop up at, at a company event and press me while we at work. Well, we ain't at work, but you you know, you get what I'm saying? Like, I I don't know. Nisi better than a lot of people that I know because now granted also could be because Danielle is also pregnant as fuck doing this, which also begs the question, girl, how you got time to be stressing over stupid shit like this and you whole ass pregnant? And apparently, in during y'all pregnancy, you don't have complications. Like, girl, what is you doing? You already got enough stress as is being whole ass pregnant. What the fuck is you doing? Trying to run behind your man and see who he who he may or may not be fucking. Girl, what is you doing? But that happens, and um, to make a long story short, she is like, I don't have no issues with you, like. I don't even know me and me and Lemieux are just friends and he breaks it up and don't, he doesn't even let them have a conversation to kind of hash it out. And she storms off. She walks away and Nacy is like, well, shit, why you ain't let us hash it out? Like he, and he is like, I ain't want no, I ain't, I don't need no, I don't need my girl pressing me or anybody I work with about another woman or nothing. You know, I don't need all that negative energy. I already know what she's going to be on. I don't need nobody arguing back and forth with my woman, period. And Nisi is like, well, shit, we was having a conversation. We wasn't arguing. She, he was like, I ain't, I ain't even want to let it get to that point because I already know what it is. Um, and another girl, Delilah, I think is her name, Dahlia. She gets upset because she is very easily triggered by men, uh, straight men, basically being men, um, because she grew up in a cult where it was men uh, being very controlling, very misogynistic, and she is triggered. She is thinking that is the case with this going on with Lemieux and his Lemire and his girlfriend, and she storms off. She gets very upset. She calls the men misogynistic assholes. Excuse me. And they was like, yo, what is the everybody is caught off guard. Even the women at the at the um at at the beach. They was like, girl, what is what is going on? I ain't think we needed Ayala. What is happening here? You need a hug, beloved? And they, you know, one one of them, I think it was Lemieux, he sprays her with a water bottle and shit. She gets so upset. She storms off. She says, fuck them. Fuck them calls the calls everybody some bitches and walks the fuck off and everybody is left confused and dazed and that is basically Black Ink Crew Compton. Like I say, I I probably stayed on it a little bit too much. It's probably stayed on it longer than I should, but yeah. So it's okay. Jeremy's still learning how to weed out the stuff that's not as important. <laughs> He got his training wheels on, but take us to New York because I did watch New York and mm, I have some things to say. So do I. So do I. So Black Ink Crew, New York, season eight, episode two, D-Wigged. Um, so first and foremost, season still, steep, blah, excuse me, can't talk, season this is still with this goddamn big, <laughs> big ass fucking ugly ass painting of him. That was the worst thing. Why did why would y'all give a nigga like Caesar who already has an overflated ego 
something to comp- propel that to giraffe pussy levels. Like, what are y'all doing? <laughs> Why would you do that, Sharon? But anyway, moving on. Um, his Crystal, his baby mama. Um, he she asks to watch their daughter for what? What did she say? Um, two to two to four weeks or something like that, because she is going to have surgery. Um, so she can feel pretty. She is going to have what was it, Curtis? Um, jaw realignment surgery, I believe. Yeah, she having her jaw reconstructed. Yeah. And I'm, I'm just like, I mean, I don't think you ugly per mm. se, but whatever movie star looks you think you are one step away from, I don't think it's your jaw that's stopping you, baby. No. That's the is, nicest way I can say that. Mm, it's definitely not your jaw. And Caesar's like, girl, you could die. What the fuck? <laughs> Like it must be your face because it ain't your jaw. You trying to? (laughs) Like I don't. Okay, girl. I don't know. I didn't get it. Yeah, I didn't get it either. So what I summed it up was okay. So this is just another stunt. Well, let me not. Well, well, fuck it. I'm gonna say it now. This is another stunt so Steve can spend time with his daughter to act like he to act like he is father of the year. Shit. Okay, cool. Oh, fair. Because I don't know, like I ain't saying, you know, whatever Crystal is feeling on the inside is invalid. But what I am saying is we have seen many a times, especially these last couple of seasons, where something comes up where Crystal has something to do uh, where she can't see about their daughter. And she asks C's to look after her for for a week or extend a period of time so C's can have a storyline to act like a to find finally act like an active father. So. You know, I ain't saying it's complete bullshit, but I am smelling a little bit. So. Why are you here? That's what I would like to know. Like, it's no shade to Caesar's family, I guess you're going to call him that. But why are y'all here? There's literally no reason for y'all to be on this show. No shade to his daughter. Like, I didn't even too much enjoy his daughter kind of being like treating him like you know he was her personal slave or nothing because i'm just like i don't care about your family sees like i don't care about you to be honest so i definitely don't care about your family yeah you just started caring about your family these last couple of seasons well i mean mm, i mean he 40 now so i guess (laughs) he he finally got to start acting like a dad which, well, is why I'm, which is why I'm saying like that's why I feel like this whole crystal getting surgery thing. I I feel like it's fifty percent real or whatever she feel, you know, sad Pokemon or whatever. But I also feel like it's you know another oh look, Caesar's a dad because he been such a inactive father for what at least six of the fucking eight seasons of this fucking show. So you know, but whatever. Moving on, um, Caesar's assistant Q. Um, comes in and sees wants to give him a tat to show his appreciation for putting the party together and you know stand on his job and shit and so he decides to make it a competition between two of his newer younger artists uh, Mike and I forget the other young man's name and Crystal which <clears throat> the North has not forgotten Crystal where are the niggas mm. we have not forgotten 
the niggas weren't the the spirit of the of the Negro ancestors wasn't with you in this competition. That's what I do know, bitch. Mm, listen, because <laughs> listen. you sat there and you got on that screen and you talked all that motherfucking shit about it wasn't gonna be no competition and mm. them boys can't see you on that tattoo and shit and you mm. like oh why we gotta trace it on a piece of paper we you know we freehand 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 whatever the fuck and you lost mm, bad now granted i feel like I, well i'm gonna say what he should have picked i didn't like the one that he chose i would have chosen the other one not crystals but the other guys yeah, but that's just me personally. But the point that I'm trying to drive home is that nobody was selecting your design crystal. Mm. You sat there and talked all that shit. Then you sitting there looking like a goddamn bozo when mm. the other dude, when I didn't even catch his name, won that competition. Salty so why are you here? Real. Why are you here, Crystal? Mm. We don't care about your telenovela boo who ass tears about your daddy and your sister. You done showed us your ass, so you know that's old news. Mm-hmm. We you ain't shown us nothing in the tattoo field. You can't even win a friendly competition of, amongst other artists in the shop. So why are you here? What is the purpose of your existence when it relates to this show? Because please don't tell me that they just gonna use you as another piece of some teddy bullshit. Because bitch, I I will I will protest. <laughs> I don't know what the plan for her is, but I I feel like it's it's unnecessary. She I don't know why she's here. She should have went to the wayside like Toki did, but whatever. Mm-hmm. We have to continue to deal with her. So where were we? Yeah, we're moving on. Spe- speaking of why you here, so Rob done left you on Bay, <laughs> and that's literally all I got. That's my note. Rob left you on Bay. I listen, she went through a whole they gave her a whole one life to live ass montage. Yeah, fun. she done brought her mama back. Listen, just they, for her mama to sit there and not agree with nothing she was saying. I was like, girl, you done sat up here and did all this looking a fool. Like mm-hmm. I get it, y'all married and this man like just packed up all his stuff and left. So first of all, Rob how you just pack up and leave your kid and then not checking in young bae trying to call you you not answering the phone like i get you upset but y'all got a child together number one number two that's your wife right by well allegedly because mm, mm. y'all didn't mm. get married on the show and that's not to say that you weren't married in real life but i don't know because y'all be we know you reality stars have uh an alternate definition of what married is right. sometimes looking at you, Yandy. Mm. Yandy the clown. Mm. Um but yeah, young bay, I did I didn't I don't know. But Rob, sorry, I was I was I was on Rob. I don't really have anything for Young Bay. Um Yeah. I, I don't have no respect in this instance, Rob. Like even if you felt like you needed to leave that space for your personal health or you know so nothing crazy would happen or you just tired of the fighting like you should still be communicating because y'all have a whole kid together right and all the time that and this is just an assumption because we know how these shows are but in all the time that young bae has had her mama there and everything that means you're not talking to her which means you're not seeing your son so i i don't know i don't know where this is going 
I don't know if this is just some bullshit fabrication because it didn't work out in Young Bay. Don't want to look like trash on the show, <clears throat> which I don't. I mean, I get it. She's like, I don't know. Young Bay is not making sense to me because on the one hand, she's like, you know, divorce is looked down upon in, in Korea and X, Y, Z. But then you're like, yeah, but I'm going to get a divorce. And I'm just like, so. So is it Uchiwale or one mic? Well, it's not that, but it's like, so do you want to play it cool or not? Because you kind of all over the place. Right. Like, if it's Which such also a fits, scandal, yeah. then why are you being so dramatic about it and bringing your and you knew your mama was gonna have something to say and you brought it in i don't know everything just feels weird to me with this young bay stuff mm-hmm. i'm i'm waiting to see more because like it is it, it looks it don't feel right yeah it just don't feel right i want to see uh, if rob makes another appearance before i do final judgment and that'll determine who gets the real dragon of all dragons in this instance but for now, I don't know. Something is just something is is off to me about this. Not to say that they're not going through it; they clearly are. But the way it's being, I, let me say this: I don't like the way it's being presented on the show, and yeah. I don't know whose fault is that. Who, whose fault that is? I don't know if it's Bay's fault or if it's production's fault. That's true. Probably a little, but might be a little bit of both. But we'll we'll still have to see. But let me before you move on, let me give young Bay her props because clearly mama has money because your mama just went home four months ago and you flew her back out again. <laughs> mm-hmm. Listen, the wealth jumped out. What you did? You borrow some frequent flyer miles because I don't believe you did. Mm. I feel like young Bay got that young cash. OK, mm-hmm. <laughs> stacks on deck. Know her. Listen, dude. The young young base stands for young money. Okay. Because listen, because I, I I I don't think I don't think they need big fish help to to bring her mama to or fro. So hey, I, I mean maybe they did, but I don't know. Because young uh, Bay has never given me broke like ever. Nah, she always she she always had well to do. Bitch, mm-hmm. aura to me. Now the rest of them, they've all given me broke. Even when I knew they had money. Season, yeah, everybody. I'm looking at you. <laughs> yeah, I was finna say you. The rest of it is the ghetto, but yeah. Mm-hmm. But moving on. Uh, speaking of mamas, uh, Kit's mama is revealed that her cancer had gotten worse. Um, they thought it was in remission. She had beat it before, but it it came back, and they had to move her to a house. Well, I I didn't catch it. Was it a hospital or a hospice? Um, I I don't know. Yeah, but all I have to say on that is that you know, Kitty has definitely been a bozo on this show more times than one. But you know, my well, let me speak for me. My prayers go to her and her family because cancer is no joke. Um, I've lost people in my family to cancer. Um, who thought they had, had beaten it, but it came back, you know, like the raggedy bitch it is. So, yeah, um, I'm just going to say I agree with everything you said, but I'm going to move this along to a different part because I don't remember if it was later in the episode or if it was in the preview. But I'm not if I'm not mistaken, Kitty's mom passed. And yeah. what I don't like about this is that. And I could be wrong, so please correct me if I am. It feels like they're making Kitty's mom's passing all about C's. 
with the way it's been presented and their so preview, for, yeah. yes. Because I'm just like, who gives a fuck if C's doesn't go to Kitty's mom's funeral? Like, okay, they he fucked her at one point. He, you know, bust the nut in her wig. Okay, so what? Like, it's not about him. It's about Kitty. And it should be about the people that are going and supporting her. So, from what I've seen so far, I don't like it. But we'll see what's what, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Because... They definitely, um, in the preview, are presenting it like, oh, well, you know, how, C's, how could you and shit? And like you said, I mean, who gives a fuck? I mean, it should be about C's. Kitty. I don't know why right. y'all surprised anyway. It's fucking C's. He, a, he been a bozo. He right. ain't new to this. He motherfucking true to this. Right. He an active bozo. <laughs> right. Yeah. But uh, I will say on a positive note, um, this is one of the better times that I've seen Kitty look in her confessionals. Oh, I wasn't paying attention, so. Yeah, because usually, you know, usually she'd be up there, that wig, that like Candace be saying, that, that wig child, but she looked she looked pretty good in her confessional, so good on good on them for finally getting her together. Um, Speaking of people that do not look good, so Walt has a girlfriend. So. <laughs> come on, come on with it. Go ahead. I've been waiting for us to get here <laughs> because I have a query <laughs> and yes. I need assistance from my co-host and our listeners and our other co-host when she hears this. Mm-hmm. So Walt's girlfriend, what's her name? Jessica. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Heard it. Sorry. She, she don't look like no Jessica. Okay, Jessica. Mm. Okay. (laughs) She don't know for real. I knew he was going to say, like, Sherry, Charmin. No. You know, (laughs) Uh Candy, something. I wasn't expecting Jessica, but... um, I don't know if young Jessica looks more like KK from Love and Hip Hop Atlanta or Big Frida. Yes. So y'all sound off and y'all let me know. Because I was like, who does bitch look like? <laughs> she, I, mm, I'm mm. leaning more towards Big Frida. Yeah. Mm. Mm. So anyway, what's up with Jessica? Yeah. <laughs> Walt got a girlfriend that nobody knew about. Even Caesar's like, where you been high? Oh, shut up, Caesar. Right. Um, Again, nobody cares what you got. <laughs> and this was all pretty weird. So Jessica comes to the shop and Walt is being Walt. You know, Walt is... I wonder about Walt's life. Not really, but like when I watch the show, I do because he seems so starved for attention and love. Yeah. When he gets some, he turned into like a little energizer bunny. Mm-hmm. He cooling it up. Definitely. He just, he started doing the most. It's like, you know what I'm saying? Like 
a crackhead getting a, getting a high. Like, calm down, yeah. sir. And he always just all over the place and always got too he like much a little, energy. Like it's we like, said many, many episodes ago, he he act like a little dog. Yeah. Like, his emotions are so extra. But anyway, uh, what's the girl name? I don't know. Jessica. Who, um, sorry, I was about to start dragging Kwani. I can't wait. Um, ooh, ooh. <laughs> um, Jessica shows up and Bitblock starts getting upset. Um, she goes by Donna. Sorry, she gets upset because she's like, "You the bit you helped, uh, you Duchess. helped Duchess jump me four years ago at that cabin retreat." And production being the messy bitches that live for drama that they are, roll that bean footage back. <laughs> rolled the bean footage, but then we find out that Walt has been messing with Jessica off and on for the longest, mm-hmm. and it was actually him that invited her, right to that cabin trip. So Donna's going off and you can tell that Jessica was not expecting to deal with any thing like that because she was on both sides of the fence. Like at first she was like, so uh, sorry, we find out also that Jessica didn't even know Duchess. Like she just met her that day and just jumped in the fight to be jumping in the fight. Right. And so Obviously, that makes Donna even more upset, which I didn't blame her on that because I'm like, so bitch, you jumped me. And you didn't even know what was going on. What if right. what if you was on the wrong side? Right. Like, you don't know. If, you don't know nobody in the that? shop. You don't know nobody in the shop. But while you you are you here as a guest and you just jumping into a fight with with a bitch that you don't even know. Like what? Who does that? Who and does and that? Jessica tried to justify it as like, well, you know, we all from the Bronx and shit, and it's like, well, shit, if, if shit popping off, and I know you from the Bronx, and I'm from the Bronx, and I'm just gonna jump in. That's what it is. It's like, man, do you know how the fuck stupid you sound? You're a grown ass woman, and you and you weren't in the Bronx when this shit was happening. Like, right? You know, rules change a little bit, <laughs> but anyway. Uh, Donna is Donna wasn't being clear on what she wanted and why she was bringing it up. I think that was part of the problem. Um, no shade at all, but Jessica gives me. <clears throat> let me channel my inner can. Jessica gives me uh special needs a little bit. Mm. So well, I mean, well, she I mean. was very slow on the take on the uptake with this whole thing that was going on. But yeah. then she was like, you know, if you want me to apologize, like, you know, I don't have no problem apologizing. But Donna is Donna, so she's not going to let it go. And every time she see Jessica, she ready to fight. And basically she's been calling Walt a bitch ass nigga because he knew about it. X, Y, Z, X, Y, Z, X, Y, Z. Now, on the one hand, I do think it's kind of fucked up that Walt brought Jessica into the shop knowing what happened between her and Donna and didn't mention it to Donna. Because all of this could have been avoided. But obviously, you know, Big Fish right. production, like they want the, the fabricated drama because I just don't. To me, it looks like Donna already has no storyline. Basically. So she already grasping at straws. And I guess she, you know, does she, so has she gotten to the point where she doesn't have a storyline of Alex is not involved, you think, or is that um, going too far? We might be, we, we, I was, we probably close to them. We probably close. She at least because, scratching the surface. Yeah. She's scratching the because this, uh, this really, and this is going to carry on, you know, from the previews to the next episode. And it's just like, 
this is something that is so minor. Now I'm like, like I get being upset with the girl. I ain't gonna hold you because because you know, like we said last week when we brought it up, it was like, well, you know, it's Donna, so you know, maybe she did deserve to get jumped. But you know, now that you know, we have the whole story, and again, um, Big Fish rolling the bean footage back. I definitely understand her being upset with the girl because, bitch, what? <laughs> you just I gonna mean, jump in a. This doesn't mean that Donna still did deserve to get jumped, but it does make sense for her to still hold that smoke or to for to because the girl in trying to defend herself accidentally like gaslit the situation. Yeah, this is why I'm saying I don't feel like she's that bright. Um, well, I mean, she would walk, so of course she's not that bright. That's, uh, fair. Mean, <laughs> so, that's fair. But uh, but yeah, what I. Mm. Like I get it, but like you said, it just didn't need to. Like once, and make, this is just me. Like if I'm, I was finna say if I was Donna, but I wouldn't be that goddamn stupid, and my teeth wouldn't be that fucked up. But if I had smoke for somebody who jumped in a fight that didn't involve, first of all, first of all, girl, you jumped in a fight for over, over Duchess, girl, what? But anyway, I understand having that smoke. What I don't understand is calling Walt out his name like that, trying to ban him from the shop. First of all, it's not even your shop. Also, I don't understand dragging it out when this could be squashed with a simple conversation. But, I mean, the way that they cut it made it seem like... Because they only showed Jessica saying, I don't have a problem apologizing to you. So, I don't know if if Donna is still upset after that initial conversation because Jessica didn't outright apologize. But this definitely could have been squashed with that conversation. It seems like she opened to having it. And if you press her enough, she's going to apologize. And if you just want to tell Walt, hey... You invited that girl. You knew that she jumped in not knowing anybody here and helped Duchess jump me like you should have had the balls to tell me that you've been dating her and that you're getting serious about her to the point where you want to bring her around. If you don't owe that to me, but as a friend, like that's a friendly courtesy that most people that actually care about the people that they're friends with with would extend. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like if if you get beat the fuck up, Jeremy, at the live show, and then I end up smashing a nigga that beat you the fuck up, like just on the strength of us being friends, I'm gonna be like, well, you know, nigga put hands and feet on you. I mean, he'd be putting hands and feet on me in a different way. Like, <laughs> <laughs> now I wouldn't do that because that's trash. I'm just saying as an example, like, so I don't know. I I I feel like she's not completely off for having some kind of smoke with Walt, but it could have been a simple, this is why I don't fuck with you like that because this could have been easily avoided and left it at, let, let them know how you feel. And then let that be the end of it. Yeah. I think it's the carrying, keep carrying it is where it's like, I get it, Donald, but then you miss me because it don't need to be dragged out for not only this episode but going see episodes going forward like right because honestly we don't care that much to be perfectly honest i mean there's nothing to, to care about like <laughs> i mean i guess if you get if you get jumped you're gonna care about it for a long time but nobody else does basically 
Because everybody in the shop was like, girl, that was four years ago. Let Everybody's like, get over it. You done, you done got beat up plenty of times since this. <laughs> okay. And yeah. I lost many a teeth. So, and, mean, and lost many a nigga, too. So it's just and like. And lost many a wig. <laughs> so like, Because, girl, you were doing all that carrying on about your wig. First of all, your wigs usually be trash. So nothing of value was lost. <laughs> so Donna, please. Yeah. Donna is one of those people that their tattoos kind of take their ability to shape shift away because she don't ever look right as anything but her usual tennis ball head as Donna self like all of the colorful wigs all of the Ashley ass Chicago wigs purple wig she looked like rogue one week the next week she looked like motherfucking Psylocke the next week she looked like Meryl Streep like all of this shit it doesn't it, it does nothing for her. It doesn't look right on her. Like I've yet to see Donna do a different look, a colorful look or anything that actually look good. Nah, I agree. Nope. Nothing 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 she does looks good. The only thing that looks passable is like you said, when she just normal. Which mm-hmm. I mean ain't much, but it's definitely a step up from this colorful shit she be doing. The other thing that I wanna say about Donna <laughs> Here we go. This one to be some bullshit. Let's go. Um, you had all that work done, mm. and I don't know what you've done or what you have not done, but you got the whole Medea shape now. <laughs> like they put them hips on you, and you look good at first. Then you, I don't know, you and Alex got together, and you gained some weight. And now the way that it's sitting, like you literally look like that video of uh, goddamn Zoe when with the big booty hoes. Like, with that. That's what you look like now, Donna. Yeah. Like that's unfortunate. Yeah, because uh, when they did that one shot of her walking into the shop, and mm-hmm. I was just like, it would, it would. It, there was a time when I would enjoy this shot, be like, damn, bitch. Now I'm just like, bitch, what? So I it's like, you got a lot back there, but it's 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 not shapely. No more. There was a time where it was, sagging. but not. Yeah, it's. I guess yeah. this will happen when you eat too much motherfucking T-bone steak. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now you shape. Now you build. Now like you shape like a goddamn T-bone. <laughs> oh man. Oh man. What Get else off. happened on there? Was there well, anything else worth talking about? Because if it ain't worth talking about, we can keep it. Let's let us um, address Quanee real quick. Oh, move. <laughs> so. <laughs> Hold on. Oh, go ahead. Kwani. What's going on with your teeth, beloved? <laughs> Jeremy, do you know that video of that lady that bought those uh fake dentures off that infomercial and she put them on? No, oh, maybe, nigga. Tell me Kwani teeth don't look like that. <laughs> you God definitely look like you got your teeth from QVC. QV teeth. You show title. Damn. <laughs> right now we're done. <laughs> oh, um, Kwani, you can you, you your teeth is mm, girl. You 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 got more problems to be worrying about than holding grudges against Caesar with them teeth, girl. I just, I mean, I get it, Caesar bozo, but girl. But I'm just like. 
your teeth at war right now. You ain't got time for this shit. That too, but it's just I don't know. It just all looked very stupid. Like first of all, Puma, you. I thought you were smarter than this, Puma. Let me say that because <laughs> the levels of bozo that you have descended to to ha- be on a date night with your wife and have your business partner that you literally just made up with five minutes ago bum rush you dinner and you already know that she don't like the nigga. So that was my first issue. Like, do better, Puma. Yeah. But then Kwani, like... I. I'm not her reasoning for wanting to hang on to the beef made no sense to me. Like you, you want to be mad just to be mad basically. Yeah. Because she didn't have any real reason. Like if you just wanted to say, I don't trust you and it is what it is because of the the shit that you because of the disrespect that you gave. That was enough. That was a, that would have been enough, but you all like, well, we all used to be friends and da, 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 and da, 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 da. it's just They're bringing like, up Duchess. And it's like, girl, everybody knows Caesar was a bozo over Duchess. And That's- it's like, but that was what? Four or five years ago. Yeah. And if Puma, the shit that it actually all happened to can forgive, then what are you mad about? Right. Like, and again, I, to- I get being distrustful. I get being, you know, protective of your husband and because he's been through a lot but because of this nigga i get it but I get that but openly beefing with him makes no fucking sense like you just look stupid right and especially and i uh, i i hate when y'all put me in situations where i have to agree with c's but see you said in his confessionals like i'm helping your man out putting more bread into his pockets what you mad about and i could not disagree like if the shit is legal, either way, if if sne- if sneeze, if <laughs> if C's turn out to be on some fuck shit, like if y'all handled y'all's business legally, you shouldn't have anything to worry about. Pretty much. So I just I just I hope that this is the first. Well, not let me not say first. I hope this is the last time we'll have to see this because I definitely do not want an entire season of yeah. A one-sided beef between Quani and C's. Yeah. Let this I shit mean, die. She now. made it seem like she was gonna let it go, so hopefully she sticks with that until C's does some fuck shit, and then it's gonna rear its ugly head. But at that point, C's will probably deserve it. Yeah, I mean, because it's C's. You can count if there's there's there are many things in this life that you can't count on because life is unpredictable. But what you can count on is C's being a bozo and doing some stupid shit to get dragged. And what you need to count on is a dentist. <laughs> I knew you. Were, I was wait for it. That's why I said that. I knew you. I knew you was going to listen. Know thy friend. Mm. <laughs> on that note, was there anything else? <laughs> nope. That's it. Right. So let's take a break. Thank you for supporting the Flawless Noises Media Network. You can visit FlawlessNoises.com for more information on our other wonderful shows. You can also connect with us on social media. Search for at Flawless Noises on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Go to FlawlessNoises.com slash store if you're interested in purchasing some merchandise. And if you really love us and would like some bonus content, subscribe to our Patreon. With $5 and $10 subscription levels, you're bound to hear something you like. Go to Patreon.com slash Flawless Noises for more details. We thank you for taking the time to listen to our shows and supporting your favorite hosts. Please feel free to share with your friends, family, co-workers, and more. 
Flawless Noises Media Network, get to know our sound. And now, back to your regularly scheduled programming. All right, y'all, we're back, and it's time to jet on over to Potomac. So this is season four, episode 15, Came In, We Get Along. Mm. So first and foremost, Giselle, (laughs) (laughs) I see you over there trying to play mother of the year since your daughter got on TV and dragged your ass Mm -hmm. about not showing her any special attention. Mm -hmm. I see you. You trying to have a a, a motherly rebrand like C's trying to have a fatherly rebrand. I see. Listen, because she is pulling out all the stops, doing all the bozo, the clown ass dancing and shit. Mm-hmm. And, and her like, daughter just like girl. Listen, they like girl. Just do what we ask. Like we, we all of this. I got candy, girl. <laughs> <laughs> they be so over. <laughs> I mean, they look like okay. Like thanks. Like you know. Oh look, you know something that I like to eat. But girl, what are you doing? But anyway, yeah, she don't know what she doing. She doesn't because her comments in New Orleans about Karen being on IG Live instead of going out with Ooh. them got back to Karen. So we saw who was it? Monique, Monique, and Ashley. Ash- I think it was Monique, Ashley, and was it Katie? Candace? Oh, probably Candace because you know her yeah. and she like Karen. Mm-hmm. But basically, they told her, you know, all that slick shit that Giselle had to say. And I think we dragged Giselle at the time because it's like, bitch, who are you to tell anybody yeah, what to be doing? Whether yeah, she did. grieving or not. Like, you don't get to. That's a grown woman. If she don't want to go out with you, she don't want to go out with you. And y'all didn't do shit anyway. <laughs> y'all went right. to and one bar and then came back. About, yeah. Acting like, like y'all was about to be all home. up and down Bourbon Street. Y'all went to literally one bar. Right, you did all that fucking performing. Y'all just went to one bar, and Karen is the is the devil, and she not a good friend. Giselle, Listen, I know you fucking because Giselle me, girl. was making it seem like there was girls trip, and it's like no, we saw what y'all did. It was Golden Girls trip. Like y'all didn't do okay. shit. But anyway, this gets back to Karen, and so at the time when I saw that, I was like, so is this an Easter egg for the reunion or for the trip? It turned out to be for the trip. Mm-hmm. Um, Robin is late again. She's late going to the airport to the Cayman Islands, a trip that she put together. And everybody was dragging her like, girl, how you late for your shit? She was dragging herself. And so she was so late. She missed her flight. <laughs> just say I mean, Robin, girl. How? <laughs> how? And so then in her confessional, she's like, you know, I just like to take my time and da, 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 da. I'm like, so she, she doesn't even have a real reason to be late. Just late. She's just, just because. late just because. And she is, and she's hella cognizant of it too, which is really what's aggravating. But like, of all the things to be late to, you're not you're not late to court, and you're not late to flights. Mm. <laughs> so she ends up missing the whole first part of the trip. She didn't get there to that night because by the time she was at the airport, she was waiting for the next flight. I want to say right before she was getting ready, like they had, they were already there when Robin was waiting at the airport is what I mean to say. Yeah. That's how late she was and how far apart the next flight was. Um, <clears throat> Katie. Mm, mm, mm. Katie and this Sailor Moon ass wig. Mm. Like, you know how on Sailor Moon when, when they had a female character whose hair like they could fight with their hair. Mm-hmm. That's what Katie's wigs give me. It, yeah, it definitely gives me um, 
it oof it's just i just it's the it it almost is she trolling us? Like she has to be aware that that fucking weird. Well, I think I think Candace said it. Like she she thinks she's being comedic relief on the show with her wigs, and I don't think you understand what those words mean. I don't think you know what that phrase means. Yeah, we, there's nothing comedic about you getting on here looking a fucking mess with these twister ass wigs. Like you look like you just fell out of a tornado. Yeah. Yeah, you definitely you definitely look like you were um, casting spells. Well, you got hit, look like you got hit with one. To be oh, honest. listen, her her. <laughs> Here we go. Come on, friend. Here we go. <laughs> her wigs look like the result of that verse uh, the baby did on that on cash shit. <laughs> <laughs> he was holding your your hair up and titty fucking. That's why you come looking a mess like this, case. <laughs> <laughs> but you're not wrong. Mm. Continue, Katie. Shit, <laughs> weird looking like shit. Mm-hmm. Speaking of shit, so Robin's being uh, shitty and petty, <laughs> and that she's sharing the presidential suite with Ashley and making her the host. So basically, two slaps in Giselle's face, and because Giselle has literally nothing else going on, she picks up on anything like any kind of slights towards her. She picks up on, so her her antenna are up. And then to be extra shady, Robin says that Giselle and Karen are to share a room. Mm. And then all hell breaks loose. <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah. It is Karen versus Giselle. <sighs> Part 74. Okay. Even better. 84. Again, and they, they get to hollering and screaming at each other in that lobby because Karen feels like Giselle's comments from New Orleans. Mind you, they fighting over old shit. Yeah. But Karen feels like Giselle was disrespecting her parents. Giselle feels like Karen was not being a good friend to her. Which I imagine. Having the audacity and you, Giselle, but continue. No, I don't have to imagine because Giselle always Giselle doesn't have much, but what she does have is the motherfucking audacity. Mm. She, she got that, that multiple times. <laughs> yeah. So they just going. I mean, having a full out screaming Scr- match in the lobby. The white people are looking alarmed because who's expecting this in the lobby of the hotel and in, in the Grand Caymans? American bitches then came yelling and screaming at each other. Yeah. Fucking yeah, this up the vibe. Is, this is one of the situations where I could not fault the white people for looking like, what the fuck are these bitches doing? Because like, I, I would have been looking like, we in, we are in the Cayman. What do y'all have to be upset about? <laughs> what is going on? And they just going at it, going at it, going at it. And I was the only the whole time I was just like, I cannot believe these light skinned bitches went all the way to the motherfucking Cayman <laughs> Islands to argue. Fight. You want to talk about some tragic mulatto drama. <laughs> listen, Candace was our Candace was on the money when she said that describing this show. Cause mm-hmm. listen, they they and I think you said this a long time ago. Potomac probably, I mean, all these shows kind of have their shelf life, but cause ooh, cause Lord knows that, that Atlanta is I don't even think it's on its last legs, it's dead. But Potomac it is gold. You say that before. It's gold because these both, all these motherfuckers do is fight because they truly do not like each other. 
I and think they don't that's even try the, to hide it. I think that's the key difference. And they don't have to because they're all established enough in their lives outside of the show that they don't have to pretend. On the rest of the shows, you know, they go back and forth. They flip and they flop about who they like, who they fuck with from season to season. Because, you know, part of it is production. Part of it is, you know, sometimes they do have real issues that production exploits. But for the most part, everybody's either friends and it's just they just there for the check or they look at everybody on the cast as co-workers. Whereas on Potomac, they they just don't like each other. <laughs> no, they do not like not. each other, but they like the notoriety, I think, of the show because it can't be the money. I think it's the notoriety, especially if you're trying to call yourself the Grand Dame of Potomac and all that kind of shit. Like, yeah, theatrics and shit. You got to have the notoriety to go with that. So I think that that's what they here for. But they don't like each other and they feel like they don't have to hide it. So for now, and, yeah, it's still. And, and the other thing, and they they are bozos outside of the show. Look, <laughs> yes, they Michael are. Darby <laughs> and all the shit that he's doing. Oh, I can't Robin, to... like you know, they they fucking bozo. So yeah, Potomac is giving us life at the time. So Candace says to Giselle and Karen that they are the matriarchs of the group, the most seasoned, and have the most experience to impart. And I was like, it must be two Giselles. Now listen, because you Karen, okay, I I I, I won't hold you on that one, but Giselle. Mm. Giselle is just as stupid as you are, Candace, and you much younger than her. <laughs> okay, right? Okay. <laughs> like, girl, you—that is not an example you need to be looking up to at all. Girl, a messy you... ass bitch that live for drama. Uh, that that older she had called herself the green eyed bandit girl. I, anyway, mm. continue, friend. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we move on. Um, they're on the beach. Robin's still not there. But they're going to the beach and most of them have on high heels and Karen had on a goddamn gown. I'm like, y'all are on the beach and only one of y'all thought to put on some sandals. Y'all got high heels on and instead of just staying where it's paved, they want to walk on the fucking beach. Hey, what are y'all doing? (laughs) Why are y'all like this? Y'all deserve to fall and and sprain your ankle. (laughs) 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 Because why would you do this stupid ass shit? Tragic mulatto indeed. When we broke ankle mulatto shit. Okay. Hey, have them looking like that life alert commercial. Okay. (laughs) But um, they out there and Ashley immediately goes in on Katie. So we find out earlier in the episode that Katie is in a custody battle with whoever she had kids with um and it's pretty bad so that's why part of the reason why she's always just like so disheveled you know because she's stressed out about her custody situation but we also found out on the last episode because the green eye bandits told ashley all of the shit that Katie had to say about her. So Ashley, of course, is pissed and Ashley being the confrontational bitch that she is. And I don't say bitch with love and that like she's she is a bitch and she knows it. She owns it. Mm-hmm. She goes right in on Katie. And. How can I say this, Jeremy? 
the special needs jumped out, Katie. Like <laughs> <laughs> the my baby can't read left out. Because when I tell you Katie was all over the place, she was not oh. taking ownership for the shit that she said. Then in the next breath, she's trying to say, Well, everybody was saying it, so why are you on me? I was just like, Katie, what side of Katie like a leaf blowing from side to side? Like, where are you gonna land next, Katie? Okay. She from the land of the, the hidden hidden leaf scary bitch katie listen she trying to say oh i didn't i didn't say that you were stupid or what it's like and they just kept running that booty that footage back over and over every time katie sitting there oh yeah she's stupid she's stupid she's dumb she's stupid oh it's just like everybody was talking shit about michael okay but we talking about you everybody i mean for whatever reason ashley has forgiven the rest of the of the hens have atoned for what they've said about Michael and they feel vindicated because the charges were dropped. But Katie, you was talking cash shit. And, and actually it's like, we and, was trying to be friends. And was here's the thing for me. Here's the thing for me. Cause I'm gonna be honest. As much as Katie is a bozo and Ashley definitely read her to the sediment <laughs> and she would have every right to be feel that way at the same time. I'm not even mad at Katie talking shit because one is Ashley, two is Ashley being mad that she was talking about her a salty ass husband, her creepy ass husband, mm-hmm. and you in the North still remembers you caping for a creepy ass, creepy ass, touchy feeling motherfucker, Ashley. So I personally, I'm not even fucked with that Katie was talking shit about you. My issue with Katie is stand up in that shit. Stand up in it. That's literally my only issue. Like, Stand what reason do you have to back down from Ashley? What's she going to do? She not going to fight you. And at the end of the day, girl, Katie, as, a, as unkempt and homeless as you is, at the end of the day, Ashley is a motherfucker that was caping for a predatory motherfucker. Like, so what? who the fuck you got to be, a, be scared of? Well, I mean, to be fair, Katie does live in a glass house because when Ashley was like, you got an unemployed motherfucker living with you that you only knew a month. I was like, God damn. That's like, fair. That's like, true. That was a TKO. Katie didn't have shit after that. Nah, so she I kind of get that, but I'm just like, but it did. It, it's not stopping you from talking shit. So you might as well just stand up in it, Katie, because you're doing it. You did it behind her back, and now you're doing it to her face. Yeah. And so then they moved. They moved from the beach, which I don't know why they were on the actual beach in the first fucking place. They go to the dinner table. Giselle asks Karen why they're where they are as far as their relationship. Again, asking questions that she should know the answer to because you have not left this woman alone in Mm. seasons. Like you won't give her uh, any time to not have to be worried about your bothersome ass because you don't have no friends Mm -hmm. and you don't have no. You don't want. You don't want friends. Yeah, she definitely one of them people that's like I don't. I don't need real friends. I just need she just she Regina George. Yeah, yeah. I just need hens. I need henchmen. Yeah. I don't need actual friends. In, and she got one in Robin, even though that might blow up in her face. I hope blue. it does. Yeah, I hope it does. I hope it does. Yeah. So Karen said that Giselle deserves friendship, basically, and she'll get it when she deserves it. Because they were kind of pressing her, like you know, I thought y'all were supposed to be friends. Like, what's up with the what's up? And Karen is like, when you deserve friendship, I'll give it to you. And I wasn't mad at that. Because you have not been a good friend to Karen, Giselle. 
And at every, at every opportunity, you picking with her again because you don't have shit going for yourself. You always got to pick with Karen. Mm-hmm. Just like last season when Ashley barely had anything going on. Well, she did have a lot going on, so I really don't know why she was picking at Karen, to be honest. Because mm. now that I'm thinking about it, with the shit going on with her mama and uh, Michael and whatever scandal Michael had to me in last season. Because <laughs> mm. he stayed putting his foot in his mouth because he trying to put some dick in his mouth. Mm. Um, Worldwide dick tour. Mm-hmm. But anyway, they apologized to each other for the 84th time. Mm-hmm. We know they're gonna be back fight. Well, the season is almost over, so they'll probably be back fighting on the reunion. Yeah. Um. And Katie, Katie seems zooted to me. Like I feel like, yeah, she was definitely, she was definitely gone. Katie, she was on some shit. She snuck something in, or she had a connect. Oh shit! Maybe both. Or both. Cause she was, she, she was, you could tell she was, you could tell she was on some shit. I don't know yeah. what shit she was on, but she was on some shit. Yeah. She just wasn't there all the way. Yeah. Um, I mean, in fairness, she don't seem like she'd be all the way there. I mean, yeah. ever, but more but so yeah. this time, more so yeah. this time. And so Giselle breaks the ice in the conversation between Ashley and Katie. Cause you know, they were ignoring each other just fine. Although Katie seemed a little huffy about it, but you know how Ashley is. Yeah. And so Katie's basically started trying to throw everybody under the bus instead of just saying, okay, Ashley, my bad. They always pick the strangest hills to die on. Like Katie is literally dying on this hill about everybody was talking about Michael. Why am I being singled out? The same hill that Candace was trying to die on. Basically. And it's just like, but we have confirmation from the sources and from you, from the way you acting that you said this stuff. Just own it. Like you y'all want to move on after you done said some shady shit without owning it. Like, and that's the thing that is not talked about enough. Like if you're gonna be shady, you have to you gotta be grown enough to stand up in it when somebody brings it to your door. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like if somebody Lit. presses you over some shady shit that you said and then you get to backpedaling, then you don't need to be shady. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Literally, my only issue with Katie, like I said, like just stand up in it because I don't give a shit about you talking about Ashley and Michael. Fuck them. Yeah, just stand up in it. Yeah, but just stand up in it. So, because she's not gonna beat your ass. <laughs> she's not. She's gonna read you into the goddamn upper crust, but she she <laughs> she not gonna put her hands on you. I mean, the weird that Katie got is the dragon herself. To be honest, that's true. So Katie said. Just because you weren't there doesn't mean it was behind your back. <laughs> and I had to pause it because I was like, she did not say that. I I imagined that the being the shady motherfucker that I am, because there's no way that Katie Rost sat on this TV screen and just tried to defend herself when somebody said that she was talking shit about them behind their back by saying just because you weren't there doesn't mean it was behind your back the fuck she did friend when i tell you i screamed <laughs> i rewind i rewound that part because just because i wanted to hear it again because <laughs> that shit was girl katie what that's what i said katie was on wh- who whatever drugs y'all had katie on i well i was gonna say giving to me but no nah, i don't want to be that fucked up no, <laughs> god no, damn i'm good on that I'm good on that shit, cause goddamn. That that seemed like some white people shit. 
Mm-hmm. No offense. Well, y'all know what y'all people are into. I was going to say. Don't, yeah. don't take your offense elsewhere. <laughs> y'all keep, know keep what y'all people are My family, goddamn it. Okay. Cause, yeah. Because Katie was, ooh. She was like, <laughs> yeah. you, it reminded me of a. Uh, uh, that uh, Chappelle show skit with Rick James. It was like, uh, you know, I don't do things just to do them. I don't grind my feet in folks' couch. Yeah, I went over there and grounded my feet in this couch. Katie, girl, what you talking about? Mm-hmm. Oof. Yeah, she was looking to fuck stupid. That's a perfect uh, analogy, actually, Jeremy. And so they move on in the conversation because they're not getting anywhere, obviously. And Katie starts joking. And at first I didn't realize it was a joke. Katie said, I'm sorry I said you were dumb. Maybe I meant you were stupid. And Ashley in her confessional was like, so this bitch (laughs) is trying to joke with me in the middle of this discussion about the sideways ass shit that she had to say about me calling me dumb. Now you're going to joke about it. And I was just like, what is going on? These motherfuckers are crazy. And then Ashley said that Katie is not mentally strong enough to be in that group of women. And so here's the thing with that. Mm. I don't wholly disagree, but knowing what Katie is going through and seeing what happened and what led up to Ashley saying that, I don't know. Like, I feel like it was a bit harsh. Yeah. Because it's not like you, I mean, you were reading her for filth, but I mean, you read Karen for filth every season, except for this one. And, you know, you don't say that Karen is is too weak. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know where Ashley got that from. And like I said, I don't wholly disagree. I don't know. Like, I guess the stress with this custody battle is throwing her off her game. I don't know. But it's just like Katie, Katie, Katie. Again, all of this could have been avoided and this wouldn't have even been a conversation if you had just stood up in your shit and said, yes, I said that everybody was talking shit about Michael. So I put my two cents in, which she did say. But But that should have been the end of it. Yeah. Like you trying to backtrack and do all this other stuff like girl. But that was pretty much that. Uh, So this is. This was episode 15, so we should be winding down, like maybe three more episodes of Potomac, and then we'll have the reunion. So we still got some time with the the light-skinned drama. Yeah. Speaking of drama, so let's get on down to Basketball Wives. So we're already on episode 10 of Basketball Wives. That's crazy. Like, it seems like sometimes, like, I feel like Potomac has been going by so fucking slow, but Basketball Wives has been going by so fast. Yeah, and maybe it's, I guess, I guess it's because Potomac, they fight so much, it seems longer than it is. Because, you know, we had that problem with it for, what, the past, what, two seasons we've been covering it? So, I mean, it's not a problem per se. The problem gets these last, because we're in the usual setup for the ending of the season. So, episode 15... Usually about ep- between episodes 14 and I would say 16, they on the trip mm-hmm. and then they have an episode or two when they go back and they don't really have nothing to, to do before ending the season and the reunion. And it's always the same thing. They should have ended the season when the trip ended. So we're 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 in that range now. So 
they just got there so this is the first episode so we might get one or two more episodes of the trip and then one or two go back home episodes i'm looking forward to robin and giselle getting into it finally yeah because it seemed um, like giselle from the previous scene like giselle gonna be like and one bit you know like yeah i was doing the most but and and so what right so I want to see that because I just I'm interested to to in seeing the green eyed bandits go at each other. Yes, they both because, look like Pokemon. So mm-hmm, we're going to see mm-hmm. who wins the battle. Yeah. So, I, you know, I thrive off that negativity. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I don't know how we got back to Potomac when we was talking about basketball. Wise. <laughs> Uh, so okay, episode ten, and it, it, the first thing that I noted because they picked back up at the skating rink with all of that goddamn arguing that Malaysia and Jackie Christie were doing, mm-hmm. but that Dion nigga was doing the most. He needs to get beat the fuck up. Well, and what really disgusted me about that is Jackie Christie, you you brought this around your friends. Yeah. You brought a man like this around your friends? Mm-hmm. Like, it's clear that Dion does not like women in a sexual, romantic way. But that does not give you any license to be treating and talking to women like the way that you are. Like, they pure trash and they beneath you. Like, mm-hmm. I don't care what's going on. Like, your, first of all, your friend is in some shit that is of her own doing. But yep. if you're going to jump into some shit to defend your friend, that ain't how you do it. Yeah. Jumping Men. in there yelling at everybody. Did she told you? You motherfucker. Then you calling the women out their names. Like, just doing the most. Like, like it you, really gave... It, you know what it gave me? It gave me camera grab. It gave me, I want to have my memorable moment. But I just yeah. can't imagine being such a bozo that you choose berating women like this on TV as your possible memorable moment. Mm-hmm. Like you need your yeah, motherfucking ass beat, you need your face slapped, you need your balls kicked. Absolutely, I'm. I don't have any respect for men who. How can I say this? That insert themselves in women's issues, like if they are, you know, period. But like, like you say, like okay, that's your friend, like. That's your friend. You know, I get you wanting to help your friend out, but one, your friend was in the wrong. Let's let's start mm-hmm. there. One, your friend was in the wrong, and two, you wanting to help your friend while acting like you almost want to like fight women. I have a huge issue with men who do that. It's 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 <sighs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I get what you're saying, but I don't even. I don't even really boil it down to just gender because respect is respect. Like you don't know these people and these are supposed to be friends of your friend. So even if they get into an, uh, an argument or whatever, how are you disrespecting people that you don't know? And yep. these are people that your friend is going to try to continue being friends with. So, and I mean, cause we talking about these are grown ass, but now I don't know. And now clearly he's younger than Jackie cause Jackie is old. Yeah. But Clearly. he grown like you should know how to conduct yourself better than this. And coming in here, screaming and yelling and disrespecting people, because even if it w- even if it was other men that he was screaming and yelling at like this, like, why are you in the, in defense of your friend? You make her look bad and you make you look like a bitch ass. Like, I can't imagine, again, this being what you choose to present to the world. Yeah. Goddamn idiot. 
And then we Jackie Christie is threatening to kill Malaysia. Like it's just doing the most. Like I think because we had so many seasons of Jackie trying to, I guess, I don't know, rebrand. I have forgotten just how insane she is. <laughs> well, I don't want to say many seasons. It's been like maybe what this season and last season. Because remember the other season when her and Evelyn was getting into it over her being a deadbeat about her daughter, like that was a thing. Yeah, like yeah. I'm, well, season. you know, I mean, the seasons are so damn long that it feels like multiple seasons have passed. That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. I know. I, I, you know, I know. There's only been like a season and a half of the angelic Jackie Christie, but and even with that, here she still find a way to be messy. Uh, well. But, you know, her being crazy and her being messy are two different things. My thing is, what's going on internally, Jackie, that you could not just be happy and and doing what you're doing? Like, if you're not on here being crazy and fight with everybody, then you being messy. <laughs> and now right. you don't found yourself in, into a fight from being messy. And you don't want to own the fact that you being messy as hell. Because... Again, you the one who spread and Malaysia said the point. It's not the fact that the rumor has spread. She's not even saying that you the one who started the rumor. It's the fact that you are spreading it around the group instead of coming to me. Like you and keep I'm supposed saying to be your friend. And then Jackie Christie proved the point because she says, I'm trying to I was you know, only reason I brought it up is because I was trying to protect her and da 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 and da 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 da. How do you consider this protection by not going directly to her and saying, this is what I heard is being said about you. You went to every motherfucker in that damn clique and never went to Malaysia. Malaysia had to find out on the flip side, which is another cause for Malaysia to be upset. Do I think she's hamming it up a little bit? Yes. That seems to be Malaysia's personality. Yeah. But for Jackie Christie to be acting like Malaysia is completely wrong. It's like, no, you are trash. You are messy. Mm -hmm. And your reaction is proving the point. Because usually when people who are in the wrong, they perform because they don't want to take any accountability. Yep. So Phoebe actually had a backbone and stood up to Jackie, which I was surprised by. So I'm trying to figure out what is it about Jackie Chris? I get, do you feel like because she old, like you got all the smoke for Jackie, but you don't have none of that smoke for OG when OG press your ass or Tammy or Tammy. Although, I, you know, I'm going to retract that about Tammy because there was no reason for Phoebe to have smoke or, or buck up or anything when she was just flat out lied on. So I'm yeah. in hindsight, I'm not mad about that. But at the beginning of that conversation, she definitely let the coward slip again. Um, yeah, I did not like Evelyn calling OG Manly in her confessional. Like, OG is ugly, but you don't have to compare her to a man just because she's aggressive. When you have a mm. history, mm. we have the bean footage of you Come being on. hella aggressive, being even more aggressive than OG because you put your hands on people. Mm -hmm. And OG, as weird as it is, when OG is talking about killing y'all with her bare hands, she hasn't made any moves to get physical with anybody. And it's been more than one... Uh, instance when she should have beat the brakes off of Kristen <laughs> and she did it. You have have. So for you to be calling her aggressive and you get a, a, a hella aggressive with CC because you feel like you can punk her. 
but it's so it's okay for you to do it, but it's not okay for somebody. Okay, the usual with you know the Evelyns mm-hmm. of the world. Yeah, calling somebody manly. She's so, Evelyn up there sounding like some uh, Twitter niggas and women. Mm. Mm-hmm. And Shawnee showed up late, dressed like salt and pepper, which she looked good, so I wasn't mad at that. Yeah, she did. She looked good. Um, so Thomas missed the skate party because he was meeting with Byron, which finally. By goddamn time. Finally. Shit. But he gave a real generic answer regarding the conversation because Kristen was asking him about it after the fact. Mm-hmm. Um, so now Kristen is saying she wants to apologize to Byron again, finally. So, final something that should have been fucking happened. Yep. And she even said in her confessional she needs to stop with the petty bullshit and step up to the plate. And I'm just like, yes, bitch, that's what the fuck I've been saying for episodes upon episodes. I have been dragging your ass saying the exact same thing and you finally got there. All it took was for basically your husband to go uh smooth things over with his father for you to be like, Oh shit, I'm about to be caught out there. I got to make a change. Because that's all that was to me. Yeah, and we know it ain't going to really happen because it's Christian. Right, but I, I don't see her standing up against Thomas's wishes, what's going on with his father openly. You know what I'm saying? Like, she going to fall in line. Mm-hmm. Now, will we get to the point where she's apologizing to Byron and stop treating Cece like shit? I don't know. It's Kristen, like you said. So, mm. Goddamn bozo ass Brad's doll looking bitch. But um (laughs) So Jackie wait, let me do my my best Candace impersonation. Stupid bitch. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh I dream a genie ass bitch. Beautiful ass bozo piece of shit ass bitch. Let me not do that. There's so many ways to drag Christian. It is. She and makes that, it so easy. You know, she, she is committed to being trash. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, you know what? I like that we drag Christian because, you know, it's not always about looks. Yeah. You can be beautiful and still get dragged. Because most of this cast is beautiful and we're going to drag the fuck out of y'all because you deserve it. <laughs> yeah. Because you be bozos in our face and, you know, it's all y'all to talk I mean, about. y'all are on the TV show, so you want people to talk about it. So we just talking about what you presenting. You know, supply and demand. Yeah. Basic economics. So Jackie tells CC and OG what happened at the skate party. And when I tell you, I almost slid out of my chair with how much stank Jackie put on it. Yo. Like (laughs) Jackie was making it seem like Malaysia whole family was trying to jump her. You know, that one video of that black girl fighting all them Asian people. Yes. Beating all their asses. <laughs> that's what Jackie was in picture in her head telling the story. I was like, I, listen, I had to do a double take. I'm like, Jackie, I don't, I don't remember none of this happening. How you saying it? Like no. it's her party, so why would her family not be there? You know how family oriented uh, Malaysia is. Number one, but number two, even when y'all was going at it, her family was not jumping in there. And Your then, friend was jumping in it. Oh, hello. And then when Jackie was like, and I think it was her aunt that hit me over the head and everything went black. When did that happen? Listen, roll back the bean footage because I, I I would like to see it. I would like to see when she got hit upside the head. And why did you not say anything about it until this moment? Mm. If somebody like, came and hit you over the head, then why weren't you trying to fight them immediately? Because I don't remember you doing nothing but trying to get to Malaysia. 
and then you mm-hmm. grab that chair like you was gonna throw it. Mm-hmm. Got hella disrespectful. But yeah, she put all that stank on it, and I was just like, "When the hell did all of that happen? Where was I?" Listen, I, I am, con- I am, I was confusion. Yes. So Evelyn, Jen, Malaysia, and Dominique call the dude in Atlanta, and just like Candace said on the last episode or the episode before, his story is falling apart. It's not making no fucking sense. And he said that Dominique said all that shit. And, Dom- and Dominique was like, well, Dominique is in the room, boo-boo. So what was said? <laughs> what was it? And and how, how how did I say all these things when um I, I just met these people? She was, I just met them. I don't know who the fuck you are. So... So how so how did Dominique say it and Dominique don't even know know what was said and who said it because Dominique don't know nobody mm-hmm. and I was like well I mean I I, I cannot disagree nope no lies told no lies nope. told so, there is some lies being told and it's you that's on this fucking phone yep 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 so everybody looking stupid for even giving him the time of day but we've been said that yep um so Jackie Chrissy decides for whatever reason she wants to have like a mock court to address the issue with Malaysia and she appoints OG as the judge and they go so far as to rent a space bring furniture in bring a gavel and a and a table not a table a desk and everything for OG to sit like just doing the fucking most and then they're not going to tell anybody what it's for because they know it's so fucking stupid that nobody would dare show up of their own accord if they knew it was going to be a fake court so she just sends out an an invitation to everybody that says ponderosa because that's her word ponderosa yeah we know what ponderosa means in this group so Mm. for whatever reason they actually show up because i would have been like if i'm if i'm not beefing with nobody i'm not showing up to no fucking ponderosa fuck y'all right um so this is weird to say the least (laughs) <laughs> that's being kind yeah so cc tells byron about this and then we get Byron's side of the conversation he had with thomas and he he gave a little bit more because i don't know what thomas is trying to hold it close to the breast which makes me feel like thomas knows that he's wrong and that Kristen is wrong he just trying mm-hmm. to save face because yep. byron was like yeah he was like you know thomas the only thing thomas said that i did agree with was you know the, the issue is communication but Byron was like, yeah, we talk and we, you know, it is what it is and everything like it's, it's not going to happen overnight, but we're going to keep working towards it. And CC was like, you know, I don't care if they don't like me. I care about your relationship with them. And Byron was basically like, fuck them kids. <laughs> the pretty goddamn much. She was, was like, like you know, hey, look, again, you, Byron's, Byron's energy has been like, look, long as it's me and you, fuck it. Yep. Cause I mean, he probably was like, they ain't going. Them kids ain't going nowhere. Which we know they're not going nowhere. Of course, they're not going nowhere. Like they're not in. They not in it with Byron to the point where they trying to sever ties with him completely. Right. It's not that serious. So and he knows when they that. in the fucking wrong. Especially when they in the wrong. Especially when they in the wrong because of Thomas's wife. Mm, that part. Someone who was married into the family. You. We got somebody who married into the family. That got us at odds with each other. Looking the fuck stupid. On TV. On TV. Mm. And Byron was like, when Cece was telling him about the shit with Malaysia and Jackie Christie, uh, Byron was like, that's my cousin. But uh, number one, 
<laughs> that ain't none of my business. But number two, he was like, I know my cousin is a lot of things, but a liar she is not. So if she's upset about what's going on, there's a reason. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's fair. And so then uh, he basically forbade Cece from going. Because he was like, you know, that's my cousin, blah, 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 blah. He was like, but you ain't going. And mm-hmm. it was not a question. And, and Cece trying to kind of laugh it off. You know what I'm saying? She was like, yeah. oh, you know, ha, ha. And he was like, but, you know, he was like, no, you're not going. Like, that's the kind of energy we're trying to get away from. Like, yeah, I, I, I could not disagree. I actually appreciated it because mm-hmm. Cece, you, you don't need to be around these bitches. And you can tell she was thinking about going. And mm-hmm. when he said that, she was like, oh, I didn't want to go anyway. Mm hmm. It's like sure, yeah, you, CC. Sure, CC. You wanted to go, but your your man put his foot down. Like you ain't going around that trash. Which again, I appreciate it because you do not need to be around these bitches. Because all it is is for what? All it is is messing drama, and it, and it also ain't none of your goddamn business. Exactly. Because again, like I said, if if I got an invitation talking about Ponderosa, if I'm from Jackie Christie, if I'm not into it with Jackie, then. And if I'm not, especially if I'm not into it with anybody for real, for real, I'm not going. What do I have to go? What do I have to ponderosa about? <laughs> not a damn thing. I'm not in no shit. Like, I mean, honestly, Phoebe ain't had no reason to go. But that's true. You know, they all go anyway. Well, Tammy wasn't in the episode at all, which I appreciate it. Um, <laughs> yeah. And we'll put a pin in that. Mm. Oh, mm. I done just slid a leg in my dragon pantaloon. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I know why, and I cannot wait. Because, <laughs> girl, damn it, girl. Mm. So, okay, now it's time for this raggedy court, whatever. Bullshit. And Shawnee showed up like OG the judge. Like, she threatened, she threatened to kill us all the time. <laughs> That made me laugh. Yeah, it did. That made me laugh. Um, let's see. Then the Dion dude was in there doing the most yet Ugly. again. Disrespecting them, calling them motherfuckers and all kinds of shit in defense of Jackie Christie. And it's like, I I appreciate the energy of wanting to defend your friend, but this is not how you do it, champ. Like, no, this not. is not how you do it. And Also, when it's nothing to defend because your friend in the fucking wrong. Well, I mean... This is one of those weird things where I feel like people have loyalty wrong, or maybe I just have a different viewpoint of it, but I'm not looking for nobody to be loyal to me to the point where if I'm fucking wrong, then they loud and wrong defending me. If I'm wrong, then let me know I'm fucking wrong in the moment. Like that whole idea of, you know, defend in public and then correct in private. Don't have me out here looking the fuck stupid. (laughs) Right. And then going to tell me in private, what good is that going to do me? I still out here done show my fucking ass. Looking the fuck stupid. So that was that. He, I, I don't know. And then what really rubbed me the wrong way is when he said he's always been a gentleman. Mm, I can't tell you. And I'm like, again, like, do y'all not understand how TV works? Do y'all not understand how cameras work? We literally can see how you've been acting. This is your second appearance on this show. And the second time you've shown your ass to the point where we're not sure if you're ready to put hands and feet on these ladies in defense mm. of Jackie Christie. And that and Malaysia said that in her confessional. Sure did. And I 100% agree because what the fuck are you doing? Looking like a goddamn idiot. Mm. 
So then Jackie trying to leave her own shit. Talking about I rest my motherfucking case. Didn't say shit. Y'all let me know. But in in Jackie's the first of all, she tried to call herself as a witness because they kicked Dion out, which they needed to. But he was gonna be a witness, which I don't know why. But a witness to what? <laughs> I don't know because I don't understand what Jackie's defense was supposed to be. She don't understand what her defense was supposed to be. Cause she has no defense, girl. You in the fucking wrong. Like, you, yeah, you in the wrong. Didn't disprove a motherfucking thing. And then Phoebe was up there with all of the shade. Mm-hmm. Like she was up there looking like Dobby got into Evelyn's wigs, but she had a lot of shady shit to say about Jackie. And I'm like, but you scared to death of OG. I just, I'm, I'm, conf- yeah. I'm still confused by that. To have be all this. Have all the energy for Jackie, but none for OG. Because mm. if we're going to be honest about the shit, I don't feel like you would fare any better against Jackie than you would OG. So it can't be physical. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe she just feel like because Jackie's so old, she think that she won't. But this, all, I mean, she was ready to throw a chair and Malaysia's supposed to be her best bitch. So <laughs> right. I don't know. Mm. I don't know, Phoebe. Strange, strange heels, Phoebe. Strange heels. Mm-hmm. And so, from the preview, it looks like we have unhinged Jackie Christie back because she turned into the motherfucking Hulk. She she don't want to listen to reason. She just going nuts. So we're gonna see what happens. But we should be getting ready to start wrapping this up too. I don't. They usually go probably like 14. Episodes. I was going to say, I think they usually go 14. So we probably got, you know, a little bit longer with them. Mm. And then we should be getting back to Married to Medicine. Which I I personally can't wait for. Mm-hmm. Even though the, oh, shit, we on two different networks, but it seems around, it doesn't, I don't, I, I, the reason why I say that because it doesn't ever seem like Basketball Wives and Married to Medicine are on at the same time. So no. that's kind of how I judge. And then Potomac is getting ready to end too. So, mm-hmm. And I don't think we're... But we could get Housewives at the same time. So um, just trying to see, trying to figure out what's about to fall off the wayside and what we stuck with for a while. I really hope that Compton picks up so that we can drop... Um, New York. Because, <laughs> I mean, I watched it and I was like, I watched it for the sake of the show, but it wasn't entertaining or anything like Sky Bozo. Um, I saw from the from the beautiful bean footage, the shit that was going on with Desalina, Gasolina, whatever his name is. Gasolina. Well done, friend. Um, well done. I don't know. I'm just not that interested in, in the cast at this point. You know, like even the shit with Young Bay and Rob. Do I care enough to want to actively stick around? Not really. But anyway, let me stop dilly dallying. Tammy Roman. Mm. Pull up a bonnet. (laughs) (laughs) Also Patricia Show title. (laughs) So you sat here and played in Mm. our face and we had words for you from last week. With this Tatiana Trill bullshit. (laughs) A big part of me was assuming and secretly hoping that this shit would not see the light of day. Oh, how very, 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 very wrong I was. Mm. Because I was on the bird. The spicy bird, if you will. No Popeyes. 
Mm. And I came across something that just accosted the very fabric of my being. Mm. And it was a video that was attached to a tweet. And in said video, we have Tatiana Trill, a.k.a. Tammy Roman playing dress up. And in this video, there is music. Unfortunately. Now, Tammy, I don't need to really drag, drag you because you've already dragged yourself in that going into this. You knew that you don't know how to rap, don't know how to sing. But this song was fucking bad. T. Rash. Girl, how you get out rapped by Ariana Grande? What the fuck? Ooh, ooh, ooh. Ooh. And you really thought you was doing something. Like, you look fucking stupid in this video. Let me refresh. Let me take that back. She didn't look half bad. Do I need ass walking shots of 49 year old Tammy Roman? No. But. You know, she's done whatever she's done to her body. You know, probably has gotten a little work done. She don't look bad. You know, no, she don't. She doesn't look bad at all. And Reggie don't put a ring on it. So clearly. Tammy got, you know, some kind of skill set. However, it does not extend to music. This was. No, I, I, no, that's that's. I was about to tell a lie. I almost said that this was worse than Phoebe's music video, but no. that would have been a lie. But it was it was down there. It it's, was that yeah. bad. It's in the ballpark. It was that bad because the music sucked, and I just don't get it, Tammy. You you have these avenues that you are successful in. Again, I don't I don't fault anybody for going after their dreams, but at fifty fucking years old. You should have settled which dreams are achievable and which ones are not. And not is- knowing how to rap, not knowing how to sing, and not having any musical inclination and wanting to be a rapper at 49 fucking years old as a black woman in the United States of a motherfucking America makes no sense, Tammy. As much as you put them goddamn bonnets on your face and you turn that frown down the way that you do and you get in that camera and you bopping and all that bullshit, talking shit. How, what would possess you to do this? Like, is this just like a bucket list thing? I don't understand. What I do know is you look the goddamn fool. You, you look sounded the a fool. fool. And your, is your rapper daughter co-signing? You know, uh, I'm going to reiterate what I reiterated before on this show and that Tammy Roman beloved I want you to leave us the fuck alone like you you have a pension for you know staying out of mess you're trying to rebrand on the show because you were the bully for the longest which honestly was your own damn doing but you know what I get it you're trying to rebrand you are good at trying to stay out of the drama with the ladies I want you to take that that talent beloved and apply it to this music and stay out the studio and leave us alone because we don't need this and we you don't need have this at all. viable things, kinda. Like again, I've seen you do some type of acting. You 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 have credits on Amazon Prime Video. 
you have I'm assuming you you still have your Spotify deal for Bonnet Chronicles. I think it was Spotify. And I'm sure you have other ventures going on. No, no kind, but mm. Mm. this ain't it, beloved. This is not it. This ain't it. I, mm. I don't even have a real dragon in my spirit for you because this is it's just so stupid and so bad. Yes. Like the whole idea is is stupid. And my thing is this and the other reason why it's stupid before we get out of here is because you have been Tammy Roman since the nineties. Like that is a brand and a name that you have built since the fucking nineties when you were on the real world. Why would you try to rebrand yourself as a whole with a whole new name and different persona when you've worked to monetize the persona that you have? For all this time, that doesn't make any fucking sense to me. You gotta be trolling. You gotta got be trolling. To. Like, or you have you either you trolling or you having a midlife crisis, or maybe both. But I what I want again. What I want you to do is leave us the fuck alone. Yes, get the fuck out of Dodge. I can't imagine being such a bozo when I had such a fine ass husband at home. Like, girl, you a girl. <laughs> I, mm. I just. Why is Tammy Roman? You know, that's the that's the important question. Why is Tammy Roman? You know, because you not being a bully on this show anymore has really revealed the layers of you don't have shit going for yourself. You don't have anything lucrative that people care about. Let me let me rephrase it that way. Yeah, you don't have anything else to sell us on this show if you're not the bully because we don't care about your comedy. We don't care about you trying to do music. You have nothing going on that we care about. So here you are looking stupid. But anyway, I don't know how this episode ended up being so long, but it is. But we are done. So Ratcheteers, thank you for your support. Shout out to the new Ratcheteers that have been coming through, the new followers on Twitter and uh instagram we see y'all come through bring some friends help us get this ratchet ramblings brand out there we promise we're not gonna be on some tammy roman shit we're gonna stick to the to the rivers and the lakes that we used to we're gonna stick to the shade and the reeds that we used to okay okay we know no we listen we are self-aware over here at ratchet ramblings okay our group is called ccj (laughs) okay And we promise we won't put y'all in a position where y'all got to buy the letters back for a million dollars. <laughs> you know what? Let's go. Okay, I'm finished. Bye, y'all. <laughs>